Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! Geeks! Hello and welcome back to the Wee Geeks Horror Show, where every single Friday we take you through another installment of classic horror retrospective franchise. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me throughout a whole bunch of slash movies in the 80s that we decided for some fucking reason to talk about oh. is Katie Watson. Hi. And Shannon Hollander. Hello. I'm blaming it on you, Shannon. <laughs> This week I'm blaming, I don't like to play my cards too early, but definitely it's your fault. We're here to talk about Slumber Party Massacre 2. For some reason they dropped the the, it's no longer the Slumber Party, it's just It's just Slumber Slumber Party. Party. It's like they went for the Facebook idea. In all honesty, with this franchise and with those sorority house ones we're talking about, which use these films as their flashbacks, I feel like they just didn't even check what the previous title was. It's just like, yeah. They didn't even bother. 1987. <clears throat> I still have a little bit of a cold, so I apologize for my throat. But you're you like Phoebe when she has a cold and her yeah. voice gets all sexy. For her. I'm, all, I'm less sexy Ellie this week than cat. last week. What are they feeding ill? There you go. And if it's annoying for you listening, I can guarantee you it's it's much worse for me. <laughs> it gets a 4.6 out of 10. Not my throat, but this movie. If you're new to us, though, hello, welcome. Head on out to We Are Geeks on your podcast apps and on your things that do the stuff with the technology. What new things are there? Roku sticks? That's a thing, isn't it? Fire stick? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got one of those. So I was confused because I was looking at this list. I'm a sucker for those lists that Facebook gives me of like top 25 things on Amazon that will like oh, save yeah, me you too. money. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'll go look through this list. And it's usually just a regurgitation of the same shit. But they right. had a fire stick on there and they were like, this way you can curb your subscriptions for your TV stuff. And I was like, oh, is this like a flat fee that you get Hulu, Netflix, HBO no. now? Like all the- No, you pay for the fire stick and then you pay additional subscription fees so i don't get this at all we have a fire stick and it's just it's you know it's the same thing as an apple tv it's all this it's just the home screen for your apps that you're going to watch your shows and pay your subscriptions through that is it it just allows you to put apps on there i have a problem with that because that is misleading like you yes. can bounce your phone and your laptop through it as well and stuff. Right. I remember that, that was such a huge deal. Like the day that came out, I like bought one immediately. Just got so excited. It's like finally you don't have to connect an HDMI lead from your laptop right. to the TV anymore. I see. Albeit there's still even on like really high internet speeds, it's still always fucking lag. Like it always gets a bit stuttery with that yeah. stuff. It drives me crazy. Anyway, did we do the review? Was that it? Fire stick. Yeah, we're done. What's that? 6.5 out of 10? Something like that? I don't know. Uh-huh. Well, I would give it lower. I mean, it's just a stick <clears> now. <throat> and you could just get an Xbox. Well, yeah, listen. Yeah, but you can't get all the apps. We use it. We like it. We're into it. Hey, Jeff Bezos. Well, you, need, you just need your, your thing for your ecosystem. That's it. Get your one thing. 
Yeah. We're more of an Xbox and Apple TV. That's it. That's what yeah. And we are a about. PlayStation Amazon family. So. Wow. 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 It's like two, wow. two opposite sides. It really is. It really <laughs> wow. is. You and James could argue Xbox versus PlayStation. I'm sure oh, for no, days. No, like, PlayStation is 100% the better console this generation. There's no doubt about it. But we uh, but I do prefer the Xbox points. ecosystem. I know. I do prefer the ecosystem. They mean the nothing, Xbox. but I love them. And I want them. <laughs> well, you get trophies on the PlayStation, but they're not as satisfying a noise. Don't get a little rare one come up like a diamond. You know what oh, this podcast is uh, is not about right now? It is not about Slumber Party Massacre 2 at the moment. I don't like I don't, how I'll you're trying to bring it back to this, Shannon. This is all your fault, A. I don't know if Slumber Party this. Massacre yes. is about yes, Slumber Party Massacre. I will take the vitriol for this film. I am. You got yes. one. I allowed this to happen. Never again. Well, so find us if you're not being convinced by this opening diatribe on all of your app things on your fire sticks. If we didn't sell you on that fucker, <laughs> type in we are geeks, subscribe to us, rate us. It helps us out a whole damn bunch because we do all of this for free. Can you believe it? We don't mm-hmm. do patrons. We don't do banner ads. And by the love of all rockabillies everywhere, we'll never try and sell you any moose for your hair. Yeah, oh. I was going to say <laughs> like guitar lessons because this guy needed some. What? He was amazing. He's perfect. You leave him alone. <laughs> Ridiculous, you guys. I feel like, honestly, this podcast is not necessarily going to go entirely in one direction. No, not at all. There could 100%. be so many different opinions. Listen, listen, if you want to skip to the end of this podcast, people, if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, if you're like, let's just skip to the end, I can tell you what's going to happen right now. Al and Katie are going to have cogent reasons as to why this film is bad. <laughs> and I am going to consistently come back with, yeah, but awesome <laughs> for no reason whatsoever <laughs> so i mean it's categorically bad but uh, <laughs> let's get to but awesome <laughs> before we get into this fucking movie oh actually we should say so last week yeah you guys got to pick this that's why it's shannon's fault there wasn't a seminal movie this year that we hadn't already covered and we had two sequels to films that we had already done, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Can't Slumber Party Massacre. I can't believe we Massacre. skipped a robicide for this. That was last week. It, that was last week. Yeah. We skipped that last still. week. The skipping of a robicide <laughs> is Let's not my fault. That is Al's fault. Let's be very clear. Let's make sure blame is assigned where it should appropriately be well, assigned we could have had Silent Al. Night, Deadly Night too, Shannon. Yeah. So here's for the thing. Sure we get down to like what's bad but enjoyable. These are both legendarily bad films. In different ways. And Shannon was originally on the side of Silent Night until she heard about Rockabillies. Yeah. And then she was all in and Katie very kindly backed her up. And here we are. Mm-hmm. So, but before More we like get to all that. allowed it. There's no backing <laughs> up. That was like a previously on the Weird Geeks Horror Show. Uh, 1987 though. That was a year. Who's got the top 10 worldwide box office that happened right then, then? I do. I do. I've got it. 1987 here coming at you i mean listen the first thing you know, that you I, no longer you no longer say it's me shannon which is it's me crazy. shannon i got it listen which is like a mario said, nod. <laughs> it's a me it's, it's a, a me, me. Shannon. shannon oh that's gonna be like my offensive italian accent you know for that pilot i did for mtv years ago there's a scene in it where i doing a very offensive italian character and it is just me doing my mario impression one of these days it's gonna like resurface and i'm gonna like have so much hate mail so you know this is me explaining that now 
Nice. <laughs> Everybody go. I'm digging that up right, right. now. You'll never find it. It doesn't exist in the world. All right. Anyway, 1987. Listen, good year. It's a good year, guys. There's a lot of stuff outside the top 10 that is awesome. Notably, number 29, Spaceballs, because I love Mm -hmm. that movie. And as it pertains to Chopping Mall, which we covered last week, number 17, RoboCop. Nice. Love it. Great film. Yes. And then coming in at number 10, The Untouchables. Ooh, honestly, one of my favorite films so I was growing up as a kid, good. and still one of my favorite scores of all time. There's such yeah. a good score in this movie. Right. Yeah, it's a goodie. And Kevin Costner, he's great. He is great. Correct. Love it him. is one of the movies that I enjoy Kevin Costner in. I will say that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't always it's enjoy great. the cast. No, everybody hates him, but I just like to stand up for him because he's done a lot of great films. He's not he like has. an amazing actor, don't get me wrong, but he's yes. been in a lot of great films. You are incorrect. You know, someone was talking about this the other How day. How can you like this movie and not like Kevin Costner? I Listen, I don't not like Kevin Costner, but my Kevin Costner opinion is that he is a movie star in everything that he does, right? Kind of like the J-Lo of it all, in that I see him acting like a movie star and not necessarily acting like the character always. Right, okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. He was a fucking movie star in Waterworld and The Postman. Let me tell you what. Uh, Bodyguard, can we just talk about this? The bodyguard is great. Uh, no, we need to move on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I anyway. would rather talk about the bodyguard than this film. Like, anyway. All day long. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I'll sing you a song later. Number nine. Shout out to Cher. Moonstruck. Oh, very good. Yes. Yes. Number eight, I'm probably stealing something from your list, Katie, but number eight is Predator. Yes. Wow. You can go listen to me and Al and Alex talk about Predator. No, it was Justin. Just, was it? Yeah. <laughs> the other handsome boy. No. They both have <laughs> dark it? hair. They both, I'm I, sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was Alex. You make me seem like a horrible person now. You make me seem like a horrible person. We're all horrible people. Guys, can't you keep your male friends straight? It's quite incestuous, the We Are Geeks podcast. We don't remember who did what, to whom. No, there's been a lot of podcasts, to be fair. Yeah, there really has been. could have sworn it was Alex. Off you go. Keep going. Keep going. Anyway. Well, number eight, Predator. Or great film. You should go listen to it, whomever is on the podcast. Number seven, Another excellent film. Wait, wait, wait. Katie's, Katie's absolutely right. Katie's absolutely right. I'm the bad friend. I remember who friend. we podcast with. Justin was Friday the 13th for me. Justin's always with me. That's why. Oh, there you go. Anyway, back to the list. Guys, we are all over the place already. <laughs> it's <laughs> almost like seven. we don't want to talk about this movie. I know. Uh, number <clears throat> seven, Lethal Weapon. I haven't been back to these in so long. I just finished, finished listening to a podcast that reviewed all of them. It wasn't favorable. It was kind of like, even if you liked them at the time, you go back to them now and it's like, ooh, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't great. But yeah. Shane Black, who was in Predator. So, yeah. There you go. Ooh, uh, there you go. 
Number six, one of my favorite movies, Good Morning Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, the great film. Oh, it's so really good. good. So God, I seen good. That in decades either. Oh, Robin, Robin Williams. I need to go back to it. Some of those films are just like, I loved this so much when I was a kid and I haven't been back to it for so long. I know. I need to go back. I feel like it's it's one of those movies that you love as a kid, but then when you watch it as an adult, it's more sad because mm-hmm. you didn't get totally. a lot of the references when you were young. Totally. Yeah. Whenever Robin Williams passed, I went back and watched a lot of his classics, you know, not even just like the fun ones, the more in this vein of things. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's so good. He's so good. What Dreams it's May Come is still one of my favorite Oh films my God. I was so obsessed good. with that movie. It's so good. It's really Ugh. good. I mean, yeah, okay. Let's move on. All it's right, a wonderful Pete. idea, that film. A wonderful idea. It's a it is a wonderful idea, but it's a mess. But I loved it. I loved it. Coming to number five. Let's see how you feel about this film. Three Men and a Baby. Yes. <laughs> Love Hard it. Selleck. Hard Love turn it. from Good Morning Vietnam to Do Three it. Men and a Baby. More. More of it. Back Just, when that was a cutism in American in society, right. men raising children. Right. How Listen. adorable. How about Put three it in the of them? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, if anything, yeah, this means it takes three men to equal one woman, basically. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Three men and one amazing mustache. That's all it takes to raise a child. I mean, let's be honest. Tom Selleck can do whatever he wants. He could have done that it. That's true. Fine. Including Monica. Yeah. Oh, hey-yo. Hey-yo. Well, let's see here. <laughs> Coming in next, number four, The Living Daylights. I don't know what that is. Timothy Dalton. James Bond. You don't know any James Bond title. That's what I've learned every week, Shannon. You always get to one like, I don't know what this movie is. If it sounds weird and dramatic, it's probably James Bond. <laughs> That's true. I just, listen, Bond has never been my thing. What are you going to I- do? don't like bond <laughs> categorically don't like him you guys are both incorrect a- any man who can just like wear a tuxedo also make me a cocktail and like jump out of a moving vehicle while saving my life while i'm impeccably dressed in a ball gown what is wrong with this i don't well, understand murdering people sleeping with every single woman yeah. in sight yeah. and <laughs> yeah i will say pierce brosnan is my bond because he's like oh the cheesiest. God. Connery is the Bond. No, nope. Pierce Brosnan is the cheesiest of all of them, I and that's know. and that's how I see Bond. He's my second to least favorite. Roger Moore is my least favorite because he just like felt he just oozed sleaze, and then Pierce yeah. Brosnan oozed a little sleaze. And then I'm totally involved with Sean Connery because he doesn't ooze sleaze. I actually best. like Timothy Dalton in these two Living Daylights, but he mm-hmm. was like super serious Bond. He wasn't a fun Bond at all. He was like. Gritty. I'm enjoying Daniel Craig. I also Craig. like Daniel Craig's Mopey Bond. I'm yeah. into He's Mopey Bond. Yeah, because he just looks like he never wants to be there, and I'm totally in for that. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's got hero. like sad puppy eyes. Yeah, well, Which and I think nice. that that's true. Like he he's wanted out. <laughs> for he's like, well, I'm really tired. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I would like to make more fun movies. <laughs> I think that's what his life is right he wants now. To make more knives out. That's what he, he wants to do. He wants to sit in chairs and speak in ridiculous American accents. All uh, right. Uh, anyway, coming in number three, another fantastic film, Dirty Dancing. <sighs> it's a great movie. Yes. I saw this take a moment. I haven't seen that in decades either, though. 
What? So I had the time of my life. There you go. You're welcome. I, I You're brought welcome. the watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Or I carried the watermelon. That's yes. what she said. I love it. Oh, so good. So, so good. good. So good. Patrick Swayze oh, in that Patrick Swayze t-shirt. Also, get it. R.I.P. R.I.P. The Sways. Uh, <sighs> you were great. Your You're losses great. felt, bud. Your losses felt. Coming in number two. They remade that movie. They, Don't yeah, talk they about did. It. They made it Havana Nights, and it is <gasps> shit. Hey, god awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they did it. Hang on. Oh, that yeah. was a sequel, was it? Dirty Dancing yeah, Havana Nights. It's Dirty Dancing There's Havana Nights as well. I'm thinking of a TV movie that came out in 2017. That's oh. terrible. They're all terrible. Which yeah. is a musical reimagining. Yeah. You'd love it. You'd that love is it, always that's the best way to describe something a musical reimagining. Oh, and then there was a third one, Dirty Dancing Three, Sapoyera Nights. I know you say that. What? I don't know. No, oh, it's a short. Doesn't count. Lies. Ah. Continue. Lies. Number two, Beverly Hills Cop Two. Holy shit! I got to number two. Yep, Beverly Hills mm-hmm. Cop Two. Sure. And it was edged out at number one. By let's see, what was it like fifty thousand dollars almost with Fatal Attraction? Oh, yes. oh wow, yes. that was a number one film that year. Yeah, wow. everybody saw that. You know, like every couple was like, "Ooh, let's go date night, Fatal Attraction." Yeah, it's, like, it's sexy and dangerous. Yeah. Right, I was sexy like, right and that cusp, wasn't it? When we were about to get Basic Instinct and Slither right. and just all yeah. those fucking. This was the 100%. precursor. 100%. Something for the ladies, something for the they men. They even talk about this and, film in Sleepless in Seattle. I always remember that because yeah. I remember watching Sleepless in Seattle and he says something to his son because his son's like, I wrote back to this girl, like random stranger lady who wrote to you. And he's like, didn't you see Fatal Attraction? And he's like, no, yeah. you wouldn't let me. And I was like, what's Fatal Attraction? So like the inner child in me was immediately like, got to go find that on my parents' VHS shelf that's way up high that I'm not supposed to be watching. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely one of those movies that has like a cultural impact, right? Like people mm-hmm. know about the bunny boiling, like they know what it is to go Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction, right? Like that is a reference. Yeah. But I mean, still, I mean, yeah, just still a strange one for number one. though. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Shannon, illuminating as always. Oh, you are so welcome. I really meant that. <laughs> Katie, what uh, spookies though came out? Speaking of illuminating, I'm seeing now how Slumber Party Massacre came into being. There are a lot of twos after these titles. But to start out with some that are not twos, we have Bad Taste. Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson. Before he started making big movies. These are his schlocky horror comedies he made in Australia. This is one that I kind of want to actually create the physical thing, which is Blood Diner. I think this would be great. We should have yes. a, cool should have a, a cool diner poster. called Blood Diner. Be great. great. Also, Blood Blood Rage. Ooh, this is Blood Rage before you're hungry, and then you go to the Blood Diner. There actually there was a, there's a lot of films called Blood that year, but I didn't put most of them on the list. Uh, but so I thought we could have had fun blood. just with that, to be honest. Blood Rage is one that I know a lot of friends who are listening will probably have wished we'd covered this week because it is a slasher film and it is sort of it's got a very cult following. I don't want to give away the twist in it, but the reason for why. I don't like it. I understand why some people might like it. I don't. I don't like it. And I, in no way am I going to argue this week's film is a better film. But I could argue, like, when we're talking about everything is I will. bad. I've never seen Blood Rage, but I will argue it. 
again i want to be clear this, this week in particular it's been about like when everything is bad what is so bad we're gonna have the most fun that's really what i had to go with not what is slightly better than the rest of the crap because then it can be kind of just like dull you know anyway we're not doing blood rage move on get your own podcast i would rather <laughs> watch all of these and watch blood rage <laughs> we have creepazoids also a great name classic creep show 2 starting in on the twos mm-hmm. we have evil dead 2 we will get to evil dead movies they're doing a new yeah, one now we will. it's still it's really hard because it's of Ash just versus it's so evil much dead. yeah and you'll yeah, hear like me that makes it really tricky on sam raimi yeah well you hate on sam raimi i he don't like them. the new ones oh well that's not he made the originals yeah <laughs> i know but i mean to allow it to go where it did okay well we got a new one coming so maybe when that comes we'll finally do it we'll just have to we still don't know how we can do ash vs evil dead because that's three seasons we'd have to cover I don't oh, know we should just wallow in it that's what you're supposed to do with it <laughs> you have ghoulies too yeah not yeah. great still coming out of toilets hello mary lou <laughs> prom night too yes prom night yeah prom night this is another one we could have done i like this movie a lot i talked about it when we did our prom night one because i watched all of those sequels but this one is not a slasher movie absolutely mm. not it's a it's a sort of supernatural thing oh sounds better than this yes it is we have Can't house confirm. two the second story i see what you did there clever yeah it's great isn't it? to mess up the twos we have howling three just getting them all in more howling one day maybe maybe we'll get to howling jaws the revenge we'll definitely get to that is that like a baby shark that comes back baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 you're welcome everyone you're welcome that's now in your head i've never heard the song so it will not i've never heard that either i don't know what's happening i don't have children shannon so no i don't either well i have james you have james The Lost Boys. Oh. Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Yes. We have the Monster Squad. Apparently not as good as we all remember it. Apparently it's really bad when you go back to it, but... Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream, and this is Al's spelling, Arias. I don't know if people got to call me out on this shit. Do your own homework then. I like it. It makes it sound like pirates. We're the Dream Arias. Alex and I covered this. And again, we might get back to the to the nightmare films and do them again because there's only two of us. So. We have a return to Salem's Lot. More Stephen King vampire stuff. Mm. Stage fright. Ah, done stage fright. You can go back and listen to us three tackle it. Did. One of Shannon's favorites. It is not. Is this the Owlboy one? It is owl the Owlboy one. I love you. <laughs> You're the best Owlboy. <laughs> Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2, which we should have watched instead of this. Okay. The okay. Eyebrow acting. And then, last but not least, Hellraiser. Yes. We've done it. You. That done was it. Justin. That was Justin. There you go. He got Predator was Alex with us. Justin um, goes through like the long slogs with us. I've noticed. Friday the Thirteenth was long. Hellraiser was yeah. interminable. And it's but normally when I'm back in LA, so we can come hang out. This and we is can true. Watch them together. And Lots we can fun. get yeah. sugared up all together. All right, guys. So we're really in, like you said, lots and lots of franchise sequels. So it makes yep. sense. We said last week, I can't remember what it exactly was. It made like two million or something off of just a few hundred thousand. So it's doing pretty well considering its budget. 
Why not make a sequel? Directed by Deborah Brock. She did, what'd she do? Rock and Roll High School Forever. Yes. Did some VR Troopers TV. She did a short recently, actually, in 2017. And she was also co-executive producer on Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. <laughs> what? My nieces and nephews just found out about these. We used to watch these all the time with Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And because of Disney Plus, they are now on this There's train. Oh, yes. yeah. Awesome. This is going to shock us, though. Okay, so again, Slumber Party Massacre, all female writers, directors for these this trilogy of movies. Deborah Brock did not do the previous one. She's done all these films. These make sense. Honey, I blow up the kid. That's a shock. Does she co-executive piece? But it makes sense. Something called Rock and Roll High School Fever uh, Forever makes sense. Yeah. She was also co-producer on my favorite film of all time, Buffalo 66. What? <laughs> what? Wow, girl. Oh, you are all insane. over the place. You are all over the now, place. She to is be taking fair, every call is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, there's like 10 or 12 producers on Buffalo 66. That's I guess insane. he had to go to a lot of houses to get money for that film. Yeah. But fucking hell, that's, that really shot me. I had to go into that like three times when I first wow. saw that credit. Never thought I'd get to mention Buffalo 66 on any of our podcasts. But there we go. <laughs> it was in, also written by Deborah Brock, DP'd by Thomas L. Calloway. He did Creepazoids. He did Critters 3 and Critters 4. He did Night of the Scarecrow, Cruel Intentions 3. Hey, yo. That's right. They kept making them. And I'm guessing girls kept kissing other girls. Yes. Uh, Why wouldn't you? He did Feast. He did Return of the Living Dead, which one day we'll get to. But he did Rave to the Grave, Return of the Living Dead, which is not good. He did something called a TV show called The Girl's Guide to Depravity. Oh, God. Interesting. And recently, uh, recently released Deep Blue Sea. Music by Richard Cox, who's only done this and something called The American Scream. That is it. Hmm. And then they said, cut it out, Richard. Right. <laughs> Just stop it. Uh, starring Crystal Bernard as Courtney Bates. She was in Happy Days. Yes. But what I know her from is from her sitcom days on yep. Wings. 172 episode of Wings. Yes. Um, that's what she's famous for. She stopped acting in 2008. Jennifer Rhodes as Mrs. Bates. She was in Heathers, also in Charmed, uh, the original Charmed. She mm. was in Third Rock from the Sun, the original Party of Five. God, it's so weird you have to keep saying original to all this shit. I know, <laughs> I know. yeah. It's so weird. And Night of the Demons too. Kimberly MacArthur as Amy. She was a former Playboy playmate. That makes sense. That tracks. She's also in 77 episodes of Santa Barbara. Yes. And she stopped acting in 1990. We've got Patrick Lowe as Matt. He stopped acting in 1992. And yes, he is related to the Lowe family. Okay. I kept trying to look it up. Oh I was like, he God. has to be. Because he kind of. really hard to look it up. Yeah, I could not find it. I'm so glad that you have confirmed this for me because I was this is the part that I was, was so essentially Shannon know. through the entire film was like he's 100%. gotta be a low he he's look, gotta be a he low he looks just well, like Rob Lowe I only had it confirmed on a podcast that I listened to said that they had done research and it was definitely and I believe they said it was one of his brothers yeah I can't remember the exact relationship they said now and I couldn't find which podcast it was and then I was like was he really because I couldn't find anything about it online but then you just look at him you're like oh yeah obviously yeah obviously 100% <laughs> A hundred percent. And this is what he, is he did. Wow. Literally his brother. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he well, is literally he is his Rec. brother. Parks and Rec mm-hmm. reference for all y'all. Very nice. Yep. Very yep. Nice. yep. Al doesn't yep. get it because he doesn't watch Parks and Rec. I get it. I'm just smiling. Ridiculous. At it. That's a mistake you have made, Al. <sighs> it's 
to. I don't have time for TV. Oh, Juliet Cummings. Ridiculous. As Sheila. She was in Friday the 13th Part 5, A New Beginning, God damn it! the one with no Jason. Spoilers! Psycho 3, Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, and she stopped working in 1991 because she knew better. <laughs> Heidi Kozak, I don't know, I can't remember who she is, she's probably wonderful, I'm just being funny and mean. Right. Heidi Kozak as Sally Burns. She's in Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman, remember that? Oh yes, my god, my mother I used to so much. My mother uh, loved Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. And she was also in Friday the 13th, part seven, The New Blood, the one with the telekinesis. Oh, right. Yeah. Don Daniel as Mr. Damn Kids, which I just wanted to credit him because I love that he's called Mr. Damn Kids. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. And Atanas Illich as the Driller Killer. He did three films and he stopped in 1992, but one of the films he did was called Raging Cajun, which I thought was pretty cool. So I was reading up about this guy because I was interested afterwards and i also just needed to get the taste of this movie out of my mouth when after i finished watching it spoilers oh, stop showing God. my hand here but this guy is actually a cancer survivor later on oh is he really yeah, yeah he took over his family's business which was like i don't remember something boring but yeah so you can like go and see his photos or like look like realtor photos for the most part well, oh, wow. and he like and comes he from well. super yeah. money. Doesn't he own part of a football team? Isn't that yeah, what we also found as well? That's right. Yeah. His family was very rich. He's got that sweet, sweet family. He's from, I think his family money. is Macedonian or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Well, yeah. So this movie budgeted at $200,000. It box office about 1.3 million, something like that. Um, so Amy, the director of the first film, she didn't get a single job offer after the first film. Nobody came knocking at her door and she was quite frustrated about that. So when Roger Corman came back and offered her, do you want to do the sequel? She said no. And she went away and wrote an art film called Love Letters, which he actually helped to make. And they got Jamie Lee Curtis to star in. And it's a very different type of movie. So he turned to Deborah Brock and he had already sold the film across Europe just from the title. This is back in the good good old days. Amazing. Where, and this is how Roger Corman would do things. We mentioned it briefly last week, but this is how he would do things. He's like, just make cover your budget before you even start shooting, basically. Yeah. And yeah, because he'd already sold it across Europe, she realized, Deborah Brock realized, she could basically make it whatever she wanted it to be because they already were fine. And she, I mean, she's quite candid in the interviews I've seen with her. She said, we weren't into making feminist political statements. It's not really something you did back then. But she said, we were into sisterhood and we were into fun. So she just wanted to do something that was about that. Now you're going to look at stuff through a different eyeglass, you know, when we look at what we're calling feminist slasher films. But these weren't feminist slasher films. They were just slasher films made by women. Yeah. And again, still produced by a man. But anyway. Yeah, they managed to get the band Wednesday Week to do the songs for this, which I don't really know much about Wednesday Week other than their songs don't really sound from 1987. They sound like the 60s. Yeah. The, well, they sound from like the 60s slash that like time in the 90s whenever like all of a sudden everyone the loved Brian Setzer Orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Atonis, yeah. who's the guy, yeah, who you, you were just both talking about, right? Mm-hmm. He had actually had released an album before and she made him come back. She, he was the first person who came in to audition for this mm-hmm. role and she made him come back three times. And yeah, like he, he she was just yeah, one over basically by him, but she was worried he was too short. An interesting piece of trivia about this man, the Atanas Illich, that I just looked up because we were talking about like his, you know, where he came from and things like this. This man came from a shit ton of money 
A statement released l late Friday by the Illich Holdings affirmed that the family business will stay headquartered in Metro Detroit. Mike and Mary and Illich together were among the wealthiest people on the planet with an estimated oh. net worth of $6.1 according to Forbes oh. in 2017. So this guy, he can do anything he wants. And this and is this the is movie. He, he could have just made. I mean, like he could have funded this fucking movie. Percent. He could have funded. Because two hundred thousand dollars. Yes. <laughs> like, he was he probably like, "I have that in cash on me right now. Right. Do you? Do you just want right. it?" That's uh, amazing. It is. And to I be feel fair, he does have the look of someone who doesn't have a care in the world at this point. This yes. is true. A hundred percent. I think that's why I love him so much. <laughs> <laughs> Atanas, give me a call. <laughs> it's all making sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he had recently released an album. Well, okay, so then he, he had had a re he had released his own album, I guess. hundred really percent, he did. And apparently, there was this great bit when he was practicing with the guitar prop, and he just started spinning around and around and around, and then the guitar like top came off and it broke, and the prop master was all upset at him and stuff because he would just get so into it and brought to the role all this crazy physicality yes. that he didn't necessarily expect him to go to. Um, they shot it under the title Don't Let Go. And then, yeah, it was, of course, of course, uh, Roger Corman made them change the title to Slumber Party Massacre 2. It was obviously always connected to Slumber Party Massacre 2, though. Some people misinterpret that as it wasn't going to be a sequel, but it was always a sequel from everything I've read anyway. Yeah, originally Sally. So Sally is the, which character is she? Uh, Heidi Kozak as Sally Byrne. She's the Quinn, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman one. Yeah, she's the drummer, right? Yes. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was meant to be modeled after Annie Hall. But what? Heidi came in. She, yeah, exactly. She came in, though, to the audition and dressed. So, like, she, like, really decided who she wanted the character to be in. She dressed in short, short jeans and had a very sort of confident look with, like, she was, like, drumsticks in the back pocket, like, had a very idea of, like, this is how this character's going to be. And they liked it so much that he ended up letting her do the character in that way so then they swapped the annie hall look for amy oh that makes sense yeah which is was actually the one who was the former playboy playmate mm. oh yeah. that makes sense because she had big old knockers mm -hmm. yep yep yeah and and heidi didn't want to do nudity she was miss january apparently in 1982 didn't want to do nudity so that's why we get this this sort of weird sort of well, i mean it's awkward anyway obviously but it's weird sort of one set of nudity and then bra scene and then you feel like right. heidi's gonna get naked but then she doesn't they had this whole conversation about it and the director like went to her and she's like what can we do to make you comfortable and she was like how about just sexy underwear and she was like all right let's just do sexy bra then that's what they did instead <sighs> What's going on? Big, big sigh. Such a stupid scene. <laughs> or we'll get there in a minute. Amazing. No. We'll get there in a minute. This is my favorite fact about the actors, though, because it's quite, it's kind of interesting. You got this play, like you, uh, you hire Miss January. She doesn't want to get naked. You got a Playboy playmate who then you have to dress up like Annie Hall. <laughs> right. And you got the lead character, which is yes, Courtney Bates from Wings. Right. That's the one. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. She was the daughter of a Baptist preacher. Oh, my God. So oh, Crystal Bernard she was, is her name from Wings. Yeah, sorry, sorry, the characters. Yeah, cool, yeah. yeah. She was really worried about a scene that would have less clothes on, so she kind of like made a big fuss about that. She refused to get into the bed with Patrick Lowe and said that her character would not do that. <gasps> and she but wanted he's to a low. I don't understand. <laughs> right <laughs> she wanted to set an example for everyone watching that you could be boyfriend and girlfriend but you didn't have to get sexual 
What? Wow. Yep. You're and exciting. this is the movie. She chose to do that <laughs> to try and die in that hill through. Did she did she wow. read the script before she stood on this hill? Yeah, so she was apparently a little bit difficult to not like difficult, difficult. They said everyone was, you know, fun to work with and it was a good camaraderie, but she was definitely having an agenda for what she was trying to change with the character and stuff. Interesting. Maybe yeah. that's why the kissing and whenever she and Rob Lowe are like making out in the bed is so uncomfortable. Yep. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Because, you know, when I saw that scene, I was like, how is she that bad at kissing? Because she yes. looks terrible. Yeah. Because yes. <laughs> maybe she's never done it before. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Reason. you're kissing a low. Like, there's no excuse. They are specimens of perfection. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to open the film. Just to be clear again, you guys, I presume, have never seen Slumber Party Massacre 2. No. Nope. I have, but I blacked it out. So here we are. Uh, we open on soft, soft organs. Courtney yes. is sleeping and dreaming of Lo himself catching yes. balls and smiling at her. <laughs> oh. oh, man. I love it. I mean, they're trying to sort of replicate the original Slum Party Massacre, like that kind of like dreamy, sort of very feminine sort of feeling opening. There's lots mm-hmm. of pinks and pastels and stuff. I gotta say right off the bat, this director does not have like that thing I said in Slum Party Massacre where I was like, I'm not gonna praise it too much, but there is some thought in some of these shots, like mm-hmm. the way things are laid out, have a little bit of a like very, very lowbrow Sophia Coppola moments in places. There's none of that here. Like right. <laughs> there's no artistry in how no. any of this is shot whatsoever. Yeah, and then this this weird dream she's having turns to heavy music and we get cuts from the first film. Yeah. With interspersed shots of her sister now in a psychiatric ward, I guess. Yeah. Even though it's Which not the same actress, else. it's someone no. else. So that's very confusing because I had no idea who we were meant to be with until I finally remembered that the previous little sister's name was Courtney. Right. And I was like, oh, this is meant to be the younger sister, I guess. Yeah, I didn't bother doing the maths, but they're going to say in here the amount of years it is later, which we'll get to later. I think it was three years. It doesn't make sense with because she was meant to be no. 12, they then say in that last one, which means she's 15 in this one. But then there's a point where they say she's older than that here. Like, it's, right. Right. it's all fucked up. And Again, she has a southern care. accent all of a sudden. All of a sudden. Oh, my God. It'll dip in and out. <laughs> it's real fun. Oh, oh, I don't know. I feel like it's pretty consistent because that At is At the beginning, her. it is so strong and thick. It and is. then it kind of dies out and then it comes back. Yeah. It's a lot. Because that's just her Southern yeah. Baptist father. You know what? I, but it's like everything from the original already. The Courtney we know from the original is like bratty, soups yep. horny, and not <laughs> Southern. <laughs> and already this woman is like none of those things. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, I get why they're doing this. I get why they're continuing in character. I do appreciate the continuing in character. But right. considering... Yeah, that they couldn't be bothered to cast someone who'd fit. The character isn't written the I same know. way. And then let's let's be fair. Whether you love or hate this movie or get enjoyment or not from this movie, absolutely nothing that happens in this movie makes any sense. There's no explanation <laughs> for no. anything that happens in this movie. And it's like, why even tie it into the first one? Because they're going to pretend all this stuff is connected. Right. It's like, none of it is connected. When you do flashbacks to the first movie, that means we're going to get the same killer or something. Something right. yeah, connected no. to nothing well remotely. i think they're tr- i don't know i think they're trying to make us believe it was a similar killer because they have that scene that's in the dream where it is clearly this version of courtney under a couch which is what she hid under in yeah. the original right so it says and then you see this killer's boots mm-hmm. come yep 
and they make it very clear. So I think they're just trying to scrub away (laughs) what we remember of the first film other than people getting drilled and try to make us believe that this is all in the same world. But it makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) What this movie generally feels like is Deborah never saw the first film and someone then told, she's like, what was that first film about? I was like, well, there was a guy, he had a drill, he wore a leather jacket. There's some good songs in that film, actually. I like some of the music. There was a young girl. Some of them were quite meek. Some of them weren't. Like, and then she took all that. I was like, oh, cool. I got it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Great, great. That's all I need. It's only 76 minutes. No, no, I'm fine. I've got it. Don't worry. It's cool. Don't worry. Don't worry. Anyway, so she wakes up. For some reason, she's got this scrapbook that she keeps under her bed. Well, she just takes out to have a quick look at it. Go, oh, yes, memories. Right. <laughs> memories. Okay, I'm done. That's fucking weird. <laughs> and then she heads to school and finds a dead pigeon, which is a callback to the first film in a very weird way. Yeah. yeah. Very weird way. And this is a real dead pigeon, apparently, that they found Aww. or procured or something. I don't think they killed the pigeon. They were like, we threw we rocks in the way. sky and until right? something yeah. fell out of it. Yeah, and then they start singing on the way to school as a friend picks her up and Courtney's just admiring herself in the mirror for a After long time. After her friend just goes, what were you looking at? And she's like, a dead bird. You're so yeah. weird. You're so weird. <laughs> 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 I sing a song. I bet it's the best song that they're so into. Oh. I want to be your Tokyo convertible. What the fuck <laughs> is this song? <laughs> and I will say, Courtney's nails are so distracting throughout this whole film they're like so long it's weird and this is where i didn't even notice them oh my god i could not not notice them and it's like the nails of a 60 year old woman (laughs) and then you tell me that she plays guitar no right He's like, nah, nah, nah. But this is the beginning of me being just distracted by her nails the entire time because she's doing the, like, swim dance They're, like, catching the light in this car as she's staring at herself in the, like, fold-down mirror. Yep. Well, and I love that this is what the 80s were like. You're just singing with your friends, you're looking at yourself in the mirror, and then at a stop sign, a handsome boy, which, yep, is Lo himself, pulls up next to you, and you get to have a nice little conversation at the stop sign. Yes. And apparently we're learning she's already had lunch with him. So it's kind of weird because we're kind of dumped midway into this relationship. It yeah. hasn't quite started, but it's, it's strange. Yeah. He, by the way, he looks like he's 30, though. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. This is a very They're strange. Sure. He's yeah. like very hot for a teacher right now in this. He could be yeah, like yeah. the TA or something that she's not meant to be messing around with. Yeah, I mean, they all look older than high school in this film. This is true. In they various do. ways. They do. I know. And we're going to get to the scene of them, their band practice. I was like. They are way more put together right now right. than I have ever been in my whole life, let alone in yeah. high school. Right. So yeah, they tell them they're going to be rehearsing their band in a gar- in their garage later after school. And this is Rehearse whenever I 80s. am so excited. Yes, girl band. Yes, <laughs> girl band in an 80s movie. <laughs> what's weird though is they're like, they're heading to school. And you just cut out all of school. Yeah. Because they obviously no, couldn't no, afford no. to shoot at school. 100%. So yeah. Do they go from cool? All right, yeah, maybe we'll see you after school. Let's go to school. And then you cut and they're just in their rehearsal in the right. garage. 100%. Yeah. Guess what? They're like, they all of our they actors in. are in their 30s. We can't legally put them in a school. So. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nor can we afford Fucking a school weird. at 200K. <laughs> right. 
For some reason, we got a leak He's like, my daddy won't give me any money. He says, if I want to be in the movie, I got to do it by myself. (laughs) For some reason, Courtney's in the center of the band, even though she's not the lead singer, which is weird. It's so weird, but she's number one on the call sheet. That's why. Yep, that is why. (laughs) And this is the weirdest fucking scene. All right, they're playing, like you said, like very well put together, very well oiled. I mean, it's a bad song, but very well oiled, bad song. Mm -hmm. None of them look like they actually know how to play anything. The drummer did like, I think it was the casting director was a drummer or something. So they taught her how to play drums. And like she said, she really practiced hard to like make sure she could get it right. None of them look like they know what they're doing. No, Um, not in the least bit. No. They're so stiff. It's so funny. And then... Low just like drives into their backyard. Right? <laughs> it's so weird. Through this little hole in the fence, up to the garage, stops right in front of them when only Courtney seems to be the one expecting him and nobody stops for a second. Yeah. Then he just gets out, sits on the hood in his car and just stares. And what this director loves to do, because presumably uh. she's in love with Low, is have him stare direct into camera. Constantly. Oh my God. The well, this is a choice that this. will be recreated many yes. times. As we go through this. It's so yes. weird. It's it very is weird. so weird. <laughs> it's really weird. And he's just sitting there smiling at them like three feet away while they sing their song. And then he's like, you know, bopping away. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Yeah. And the drummer, she looks just like, I know I know she said she was going for a particular look, but she looks like Barbie again. So yeah, this is our Barbie does. for this one. Yeah, she is Barbie. Yeah. Malone and the lead singer's all posh. She only drinks Perrier and this is her garage. This is her band. <laughs> Right. I'm very posh. This is my garage. <laughs> well, and yeah. it's her like vacation home or whatever we're going to go to later. Condo. So like clearly oh, yeah. we'll, get to, we'll get to that problem. Daddy's money. And then we get great lines like Lo and Courtney go for a little stroll and he says, I like your music. She says, thanks. <laughs> I mean, must <laughs> have taken a while to write some of these lines. thing is so weird. The, like the way that this back and forth covers this conversation is shot they both have these awkward like medium close where they are the center of the frame <laughs> like you're not even putting them to the side so it looks like they're in conversation yep. with one another <laughs> and they're awkwardly like not staring into the camera but also not not staring into the well, camera matt, matt is like weird. she's not in this scene but yeah. like matt is is You're he? like, what is happening? I just I feel kept like trying to be like, maybe his eye line is just very close to the bear. I don't, it was very, I, uh, uh. I mean, yeah, it might've been just off, but you might as well be. It's so, it's like, so fucking on. Are we getting her like point of view shots of this? Like, what is this? And I do want to stipulate, actually, I should have said this at the top, but there are two cuts of this film, or there aren't, there are loads of cuts of this film. And there's only really one proper release one that is called the R-rated cut. That's one I ended up getting you guys to watch. It, I, it's the only one that's in pristine condition with the print. I do think it's a better one, not just because it's 11 minutes shorter, but that's definitely part of it. This was 11 minutes long. I didn't get to watch this film with Tom. He wasn't here. I had to watch this on my own. And I tell you what, watching this movie on your own when you don't drink and there are 11 extra minutes is pretty tough. And those 11 extra minutes are taken from multiple sources, like different VHS sources and stuff. So they pop in and out. If you really want to, you can watch it. I'm going to make little notes of just what was included in those so you know. Uh, Most of it doesn't matter. Most of it's just superfluous sort of B-roll. This bit kind of does matter. It's just kind of weird. So they're talking. He calls her a bad, bad girl. She says, not us. You must be thinking of some other girls. And then he replies, no, I'm thinking of you. (laughs) 
Oh my god. It's golden dialogue. Golden dialogue. And then in the cut footage that you guys didn't see, they properly make out by this tree. Like a big old proper make out session. Does the kissing look more or less uncomfortable than all of the other kissing she does? Oh, she's a bad kisser. She's a bad, bad kisser. kisser. And I was so confused because I didn't know at this point her religious world that she was from. And I was just like, not to be a terrible human being, but I was like, she's an attractive woman. Surely she can kiss better. Than I was like, surely she's got some practice in over the years because this looks like it's the first time. But no, like I say, it probably was. She says in this edited bit as well that it's her birthday. It's always someone's freaking birthday. It doesn't matter. What is it? It's like, I know. Ugh so stupid but i guess like a birthday would make more sense as to why what's about to happen starts to happen because it doesn't yeah. make any fucking sense right well no it still doesn't why make it any just sense. starts happening because they're gonna want to play all of this well we'll get there but they're gonna want to play all of this as both freddy and as halloween right basically. yeah and she says they're gonna go to a condo to celebrate her birthday and then we're going to go back to the footage you did get, which is as he leaves, she grabs him and just briefly kisses him, which makes yeah. more sense. But if you see the version I've seen, they were just making out. Right. <laughs> like one little more. One, one more. Yep. It's really strange. Little taste. So Courtney's eating dinner with her spaced out mother, who I think we're meant to believe is catatonic from everything that happened years ago. I don't. Uh, or just very protective. I didn't notice that she was like spaced out as much as just like. Like very I mean, in her own world, I guess, because she's terrified of things. I don't know. So again, in the uncut version of this scene, which is massively longer, it's like watching the live uncut takes. Ugh. Oh, really? Of every one of these shots of when they're calling action. You know the shot of her like poking around in her horrible stew bowl? Yeah, right. And come back is. to that about seven or eight times in the oh uncut my version. Oh my God. And there's points where she just stops as if she thinks they've called cut. And then just starts again. Like, it's oh so terrible. And you just get all these shots of her mother just looking into space. You know, it's, oh, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Weird. Good job cutting it. Yeah, now she's looking direct. Courtney's looking direct in the camera, which is very weird. So weird. But her mother tell, says Valerie is apparently talking again, her sister, mm-hmm. in the psychiatric ward. And she wants to go see her on Sunday. But Courtney wants to go to the condo and practice for the bad stuff for the dance. Because yeah. they can't do that in the garage. Band they got to go Mom, to a condo. Mom, we got to do the band stuff. And she doesn't want to go to the mental hospital on her birthday. I mean, valid forgotten. point. You know. Mother's forgotten it was her birthday. Yep. So she kind of guilts her into letting her go. And, and pretends that her friend's parents are going to be there. So everything's fine. So like, if anything, they're too strict. And yeah, she's meant to be 17 now. Even though they do say she was 12 in the original. That's just what they say that. Yeah. Anyway, Courtney's chatting to Topless Matt on the phone. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Hanging out, probably oiling up. Yes. Um, To continue with that whole theme of her sister from the first film, she's got a pink teddy bear light shade. (laughs) Don't forget. No light up goose. She's becoming a woman. Where is the goose lamp? No goose lamp. And she has more dreams of him running. And in the uncut version, we get more shots of him just running. <laughs> Quite a lot of shots of him just running. Yes. I am here for a low sexploitation. <laughs> and this is where we're going to start getting these weird fucking like 
hallucinogenic yes. dream states yes. where she's going to dream yes. of road trips this hallway it makes no the electric sense. guitar is going to start being played but it's not mixed properly so it just sounds right. really weird her and Matt kissing a severed hand she's kind of going out like you're like okay are these premonitions of what's gonna happen are these things from what was meant to have happened before and they've redacted right. it like I don't know I don't know is this Freddy in her dreams yeah. I don't know we don't there's nothing it's Oh, and you're God. never gonna know. You're no. never gonna know. It's gonna go from no, it's all in your head to oh no, he's actually here with zero explanation. Yep, yep, yep. At the yep. flip of a dime. There's even yep. gonna be a line that's like, so you dreamed about him and now he's real? Yep. And that's your and explanation, we, people. As an audience are just expected to accept it. And yep. you know what? I think it's great. <laughs> I mean, they'd already pre-sold to Europe, so she didn't give a shit. Right. That's obvious. Um, yeah, she pulls out a Walkman. She can't. It's really weird because she like has this dream, then she wakes up, and then puts on a Walkman because she can't sleep, and then starts reading. But then in the same shot, they like cut later in time. It's like you don't cut to the same shot to show time passing. Right. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's fucking stupid. And then she just falls asleep again and then has another dream. Yeah. Which you're like, just put it all in one dream. We don't need her going to sleep twice in the same night. Plus, I love that she, and her Walkman, she's listening to the song, her own band playing. Yes. Because they could obviously yeah. only get like two <laughs> songs. Yeah. Yeah, she dreams of this new actress playing her sister telling her not to go to the condo and then says to her, don't go all the way. Right. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, all right. Okay. Her sister was um, way so- hotter in the first one, too. Can we just say her that? Was- well, listen, she's, she's in a, a mental institution now. Things have gone no downhill time, no for her. She had hot. a traumatic yeah. experience. Her sister would still look hot in that mental institution. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, and then out of fucking nowhere, there's Greaser. He's a Greaser, right? Is that what you would call him? Yeah. Sure. You call him a Greaser. He's very okay. Grease-esque, so <laughs> Do you why just not? bite your lip, Shannon? Yeah, you can call him a Greaser. <laughs> you just like yeah, bit yeah. your lip. Yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking about his rockabilly dance moves later. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> You're just thinking about a Scooby-Doo boy. What's he called? Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Yeah. Yeah, I am. Hey, Matthew Lillard, if you're out there, let's be friends. (laughs) James is somewhere going, no! (laughs) 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 Do not call her! (laughs) That's his one fear. He's like, just don't ever work with Matthew Lillard. I can't, you can't be trusted. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's the one person we can make (laughs) make it happen. (laughs) He is available. <laughs> we could probably get him on this podcast if we wanted yeah. to. <laughs> oh, I love Yeah, this creature so just fucking turns up and he just, I don't know, he just says, rock and roll never dies. Yes! <laughs> yes! And this is the point of the movie where oh. absolutely nothing makes sense, but I am here for it. <laughs> You're like, I'm getting mixed messages here between the, okay, she's not meant to put out but right? also rock and roll doesn't die right? like, okay i don't know what to do about that like mm-hmm. i can i can help with the not putting out as a character i don't know if i can save rock and roll right that's what like <laughs> i feel like there's some hidden theme here because they're in a rock band and then he's like a rock and roll rockabilly killer and things like this like there could have been some like probably not cool but may i don't know whatever through line of like music is what kills you like them making this but yep. nope 
Nope. Right. Nothing. Just nothing. There's nothing. no explanation nope. of anything. <laughs> nope. Because it's not sex she, that she, kills you because she doesn't have sex. Right. And it's not music that kills you because that's not what they're trying to say. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just, it's just an addendum. It's, it's just, just dreams. Way, rock and dreams roll never will dies. kill you. Yeah. Never they dies. were just like, you know what would be cool for him to say right now? This. <laughs> you know what kids love? Rock, rock and, and roll. roll. <laughs> it's 1997, man. <laughs> Oh god, I love it. So she she wakes up again, and, and in the uncut version, I can't quite make it out, but I think she starts immediately. She definitely starts tearing down posters in her wall, and I think they're punk posters. <laughs> I think what? she starts tearing down rock and roll posters from her wall, like, oh no, the rock and roll <sighs> people are gonna get me. How frightening! <laughs> oh, now I'm just wishing I had seen the uncut version just to see, like, oh, these gems. Yeah, it sounds, extra minutes it of sounds your life. fantastic. <laughs> Uh, so now Matt picks her up for, for school good old low boy and then we cut directly back to her just in bed having another dream of the yep. of dancing yep. silhouette and I have no clue what's happening I'm like did they just cut out an entire day of footage is yes. this meant to be the same dream and she's had three dreams and she yes. dreamt she was awake it makes no I don't know what the fuck's happening all of no. those answers are true and it's wrong it's the worst <laughs> editing though I've seen Oh. Maybe in history of cinema. The editing in this film is on a whole other level. <laughs> As we get to at the end, I feel like the editing is... <laughs> it's crazy. It it's is just like they, crazy. Put, like they just edited it with the blindfold on. Yeah. Just cutting away. Uh, yeah, now she has a dream of the, the rocker killer, the greaser, dancing in silhouette. And he's got a drill that's kind of looking like a penis. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and then it's morning again. So many mornings. And I'm like, all bets are off now with this. <laughs> yep. It could go any. Can you imagine if you'd only seen the Slum Party Massacre and then you went and saw it at your cinema? You're like, oh, cool, playing a sequel. So I mean, Slum Party Massacre that was pretty fucking weird. Let's go watch this one. And this would be the point where you're like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> like up until this point, you're like, well, this isn't great, but sure, it's a slash movie, whatever. And you're like, what the fuck is it? What? <laughs> Yeah, I listen. I was like, did I drop acid? What is happening? What? Who put hallucinogens in my food? <laughs> yep. I was telling Shannon, I was like, this is one of those films that you, I would definitely recommend you not get high and watch this because it would absolutely oh, yeah. fuck you up, freak you yeah. out. You would 100%. not like. It would make me so anxious that I was just imagining all of this happening. Yeah, because it makes no sense at all. Like a so they had on their on their road trip road trip which they're calling the slumber party weekend which by the way if there were news clippings from your friend's murder fiasco right? that she was in three years ago called the slumber party like don't call this a slumber party yeah so all right so these are this is who we really can get a grip on who we've got we've got the auburn girl who's the singer she's the posh one we've got the drummer who's basically barbie we got Courtney's friend who's just another blonde girl who has no differentiating factors whatsoever other than incredibly large boobs. That's about it. Yeah, she does have yeah. incredibly large boobs. Yeah. And, and it's I anticlimactic because thought- you never see them. Yeah, but you see her in a do. bikini or yeah. a bra or something at some point. And I was like, oh, wow, those are her real boobs. Because at yeah. first I was like, do they just have her in a really padded bra? Because it almost looks fake because her yeah. whole body is so petite. She has like that Jessica Rabbit body. Yeah, she does. Well, she was the she was the playmate, wasn't she? That yeah. I was talking about, I think. Oh, they were saying how they, 
they really like because she refused to get naked in this one they're like all right the best, could, and I the director was laughing used. the best we could do is we got her in a bikini so you can right. see oh the goods but oh my god and then we got courtney of course our lead who is the only brunette yep so we just get in the uncovered and we get a whole bunch more b-roll just at the desert as they're driving out to wherever this is and then she starts having more dreams in the car courtney sees a girl with blood at the car window and then a driller killer just break dancing in leather which yes. is hard to do yep <laughs> like it's amazing i mean this is the weirdest film and then they arrive at desert springs in what looks like custom built suburbia that's not finished yet yes. in the middle of nowhere and by the way this is not a fucking condo <laughs> No. This is just a house. No, it's just a house. It's It's like, let's all slumber party vacay at this random housing development that is not finished. Yeah. So what happened was one of Roger Corman's friends clearly just was like, oh, yeah, I just bought this place. Sure. Use it before I move in as long as you clean up everything. That's it. A hundred percent. It makes... Which you at least then get like exteriors somewhere else. This makes no, it's such a stupid location. It's like if they're going out into the desert, cool. There are places. They're obviously near LA. They go out to Big Bear. There's places where you can have like a house where there's no one else around. This is the blue housing development. It was yeah. terrible. And, and again, they keep calling it a condo. Yeah, because all you'd have to do is say that my dad has a timeshare at this place wherever in the mountains. Yeah. And go to Big Bear. Rent a fucking cabin. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. That's it. The house is basically completely stripped empty. There's nothing there anyway. Yeah. And then they're all laughing because the Auburn girl is her family and she has a brother who has left his sex doll there. And like, oh, oh, it's just my brother's sex doll. Right. So funny. Yeah. Oh and then God. they immediately start touching it. I was like, if my brother left a sex doll. Oh, no. Burn in it. A, in an empty burn condo. It. Don't touch that. I think you'd have gross. to burn the whole house down probably. Yeah. Because one of them even sticks her finger in its mouth. And I was like, what oh. are you doing? Uh, no. Go bathe. That is no. not. No. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. There's a big old cut scene here with Barbie telling some story about a guy puking, I think. It was honestly really hard to hear because the VHS quality was not great. Um, yeah. It's not necessary. But they tried to give it a little bit more here. And then they were watching Rock and Roll High School on TV. So they'd think, yes. you know what? Let's just start dancing, right? Clearly not knowing once again what the song was going to be when they filmed this because this is the most awkward balance of what the dance moves are compared to the actual music that's oh being played. God. They're so out of beat. Yes, yes. It's amazing. So they're just, yeah, this is uh. this is the necessary scene of let's dance, hang out. Okay, I'm just going to take my top off now. The rich girls also do like the sexually promiscuous girls. Yeah, so yeah. but they're singling right each girl out. They're doing like yes. this weird like reality TV show thing, you know, where they're like, introduce each member of a band in a music yeah. video yeah. and then so they oh, just yeah. focus on a sil- like on each person individually as they're doing a weird dance and facing the camera what is happening yes, yes. the rich well, girl is literally <laughs> grinding on a pole and then a girl and just staring takes her down the barrel of the camera of nowhere <laughs> it's amazing it's so good this does not happen are you sure yes so, yeah, to it. so they've invited all these boys to come, but they're not meant to come till the next day, which is like, oh, I'm like, this will be a dull fucking, fucking movie. Right. But then luckily, the boys are assholes, so they turn uh, up early. Um, yep. Other than Lowe, because he's not an asshole. He's a you know, good old boy. He is. Yeah, so there's a brunette leather just doofus doofus is what I'm going to call him because he's the biggest fucking stupid. Oh, him. Yes. 
And then a blonde guy who's also a doofus, but not quite as much. He's a little. I mean, okay. doofus, doofus is clearly he thinks he's Spicoli or something, but like a really shitty version of it. Oh. <laughs> it's, it, it's terrible. Like he's yeah. the guy everybody hates in Animal House or something. Yes. Like, he's yeah. not the yes. one who's dating the Auburn girl. No. Like I yes. get that. Like people make bad decisions, and you go with the asshole guys. But this isn't the cool asshole guy. No, <laughs> this is the really laughable asshole guy. But yeah, so she's grinding against the lamppole. We get a hilarious scene as the guys knock on the door. And like Katie was saying, did we just start a montage that's from a music video? The girls are even like rubbing their own boobs and stuff. Yes. It's so fucking just weird. One of them is grinding on a pole. Yeah, that's open. I know. The posh like- And she gets them wet with champagne. So that's why she takes her bra off. Amazing. <laughs> and then just starts whipping the other girls with her bra. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And no one acts like it's weird. She's just taking her bra off. Well, yeah. and Barbie's like, oh, yeah, I can do that, too. But in my claws, it says no boobs. So right? she just takes off her top and not her bra. And yeah. then they just start pillow fighting. There are feathers everywhere. And the boys are just watching. Which, once again, I'm just like, do the boys really always have to be written this stupid? Like, I appreciate yeah. the girls are doing unrealistic things. But, like, at least there's... But at least in the know. first one, the girls, like, the guys were all written as pretty stupid. And the girls right. were, for better or for worse, capable. Like, they... Mm. Yes, they still did this sh- stupid stuff, but it wasn't A, to this degree, and then B, they were the ones that were always in control. Whereas this one, no one's in control at all. <laughs> no. 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 Of anything. But, I mean, I think it is supposed to be a callback to the yeah, first absolutely. one, right? Like all them peering in the windows, but and it's just escalated so my <laughs> it's yeah. more just insulting that a Which woman is a horror wrote sequel. this like it, honestly right. it's, it's, it's a horror sequel like you know sure it's gonna escalate but find context to make it escalate yeah. you know? um anyway the boys <sighs> bump into them the girl like puts a bra back on and then we just cut to them sleeping <laughs> like the rest of like whatever party we could have had things could have picked up and got fun yeah. like, nope, nope. No. auburn girl sheila's fucking the doofus doofus guy in the next room not reality um, as courtney's just dreaming matt is sleeping next to her so this is where she gets all kissy kissy with him and so then he turns into the new driller killer yes so are we going to read into this because this is going to happen quite a lot is he just inserting herself himself into her dreams or is it actually meant to be her suppressed things she wants rock and roll <laughs> she wants like greaser boys like i don't know what it's trying to tell me I think even by virtue of asking that question, you're thinking too hard about it. I don't know that there is an answer. I think they were like, you know, it would be fun. Let's take like a Freddy thing and like have it be her dreams. And then like, what if he just comes out of the dreams? And somebody probably asked the question, well, how would that happen? They're like, I don't think we need to explain it. I don't think we rock need an roll, answer. Baby. Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Rock and roll <laughs> is here dies. to stay. It's so strong, it the dies. rock and roll, that it became reality for her. Yeah. So, I mean, he does say here, he says, I've had, like, Valerie, her sister. He's like, I'm tired of her, and now I want to make love yeah. to you. I think the it's supposed, like, he was tormenting Valerie as though, again, whenever they, in the very beginning, they have those flashbacks to the slumber party. They're trying to make us believe, I think, that this guy was the killer from that slumber party. Yep. Yep. And it just, it nope. makes nope. no sense not even slight this is like the they andy samberg version of that killer 
Right. <laughs> oh, Especially man, I, I since Valerie is still alive, right? It's not like he killed yeah. Valerie in that first one. No, so, I just like I'm tired. And she never comes back in this movie. So it's like, well, she should just be dead then. Right. Just like have her die off screen or something. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. We just found out she killed herself like in the Institute. Yeah. And like, yeah. It's like, what? It's so stupid. Anyway, yeah. she wakes up in the kitchen and this is going to be a reoccurring thing for the rest of the film where she keeps basically dreaming of stuff and then waking up and freaking out. Right. And then no matter how many times she goes to people, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This thing happened. And then they come check it out and it didn't happen. She still each time doesn't go, maybe i'm crazy right yep. she still wants to tell them every single time yep even after a chicken jumps out of the fridge at her oh, still <sighs> doesn't admit it come on girl yeah, we're getting it we're nearly there we're nearly there they're hanging by the pool uh she's talking about what happened when she was 12 years old and then the doofus blonde this is where we learn that he's actually with um courtney's blonde friend the big boob lady mm-hmm. oh right and then, yeah, fucking doofus doofus. The really awesome one. Yeah. He just starts his... He just like sitting there punching the sex doll, saying the girls are all uptight. It's like, yes. who is this awesome? I mean, listen, he clearly has some anger issues. He yeah. sounds like he's modeling himself, his voice on like Keanu Reeves and Bill and Ted. Yes. He can't do it. Yes. He can't do it in a nice way. He just no. does it in a horrible way. Yeah. Yeah, and then he tells Courtney he can stop a hangover, so he just starts massaging her and then grabs her, and I don't know what he's intending. Doesn't seem to be any intention whatsoever. He's just sort of squishing her. Yeah. And then throws her into the pool, and you're like, seriously, just tell him to go home. Like, it's Seriously. Just... I don't know how he's getting any anyway. Stop encouraging him. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and while she's on the wall, she keeps getting more images of the new driller killer. Meanwhile, Barbie's all sad because she's got a lurking pimple on her face, which is purely to set up a terrible scene later. Again, shame that a woman wrote this. Shame on you. Yeah. Yep. Let's go get lunch by the pool. The guys are serving lunch. They'll start laughing because how preposterous. Men making food. Again, the same year. I mean, the food looks pretty good. They can order in just like you can order in. (laughs) Well, I don't know if you can where they are. Looks like Well, they definitely like when it got burgers or something. Yep. And as Courtney starts seeing stuff, she sees a hand in a burger, she freaks out, and then they decide, you know what, let's play a song instead. So the girls play a song for the guys. Like, they brought their entire kit yep. in that car yep. with all four of them. Like, I didn't rewind because I didn't care enough to check. Right. I know there were a couple of things on the roof, but that's a lot. They got five amps, a full drum kit, all the guitars and I mean, mics and leads. I mean, it's a station and- wagon. Yeah. I don't know, man. It can fit every can kit. fit an infinite amount of luggage in them. A drum kit will fill that up anyway no. in the back once you no. get your guitars. Five amps. <laughs> All necessary. It's like that's so much hassle, man. Oh. And I don't believe for a second that Honey Auburn Girl would be the lead singer for songs like these. Like she would be writing some fucking punk ass, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's got so much attitude and yeah, then she she's does. singing this sort of like Doobie doobie doo song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we get a uh, you know, great scene just as the big breasted blonde girl and the blonde doofus are having a water hose fight. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is clearly just a let's get her in a bathing suit. Right. Yeah. <sighs> so weird. And while Courtney's just staring at a pic of Matt and just kissing it. <laughs> I know. I was like, what is this? What is Happening. I mean, again, unless they're just trying to reinforce a callback to her as a 14-year-old. 
because this well, is listen. more of like what the 14 year old version would have been doing well because the 14 year old version of this character was very horny right yes. and this actress is refusing to do any of the sex stuff so they're like we have to find a way around this <laughs> this Kiss is a horny bitch <laughs> Will you kiss him? No. How about a photo of him? Right. And to be fair, it looks like she's doing a better job of the kissing with the photo than the actual <laughs> human brother of Rob Lowe, which I don't because understand. Because God isn't judging her. <laughs> I guess. Oh, I'm losing the will. The arsehole's reading some sort of sex book that Auburn, his girlfriend, reads and she's trying to turn her on which works and then yeah a raw headless chicken just attacks Courtney yeah. <laughs> he opens the fridge <laughs> again I feel like this Rock is another roll. moment right <laughs> it's, it's another moment where they're like have like a vague understanding of what happened in the first movie in terms of like oh yeah there was this like cool fridge moment right we should do something with the fridge <laughs> let's oh, make a raw right. chicken it's just insulting out. it's like Oh, in a minute, we're going to get a really insulting callback. Listen, I need you to stop being so insulted by this film and start embracing. No, I am insulted. Standing firmly in my insulted box. (laughs) They're sponsored by Diet Pepsi, by the way, in case you didn't know. Yeah, Chopping Mall really Um, wanted us to drink Coke, and this really (laughs) wants us to drink Pepsi. Conflicting messaging in the 80s. So just be clear, Sean. When you're saying you're enjoying this, which I get, you appreciate it's bad, but yes. you're still having a good time. Oh yeah. The, the 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 grease is not really here yet. I presumed you'd only be having a good time once the greaser shows up. Correct. Once the greaser shows up, all bets are off. Like everything that has happened is just so random and so goddamn ridiculous that it now it is already. We've already jumped the shark, right? It's already crossed into a place where this is not a film. This is not something that I am critically looking at any longer. We are already in a place where this is a music video mashup of ridiculousness that it's not a movie. So I am already in a space where I'm like, okay, I give in. You are so ridiculous. And like the choice is just to enjoy it or hate it, right? Like you're on the roller coaster already. You might as well put your hands up and like get into it. Because <laughs> it's not scary. Like I have nothing to be afraid of in any moment of this film. So there is nothing that I you're getting real horror it. vibes from for anything. So it's, I'm just treating it like a ridiculous comedy. I've been waiting for you to say the sentence for a long time. It's not scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while since you said that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. So Barbie's working on her own song, which apparently she's been working on for many, many months. Yeah, and it is. It's, it's going to so be good. a classic. It's going to be. It's like a 60 track about sugar daddies. Yeah. It's, yeah. So- it's, it's so real bad, you guys. It's real bad. It's not a classic. It's- it's and so you're going to hear more of it if you watch the uncut version because they're going to keep cutting back to her singing it on the sofa while Courtney goes and takes a bath. Yeah, and then they're like, well, what's... I mean, this is, says a lot about the film. This is the most horror the entire film gets. Yeah. And it's about the most boring, tired trope you could possibly have of, well, guess what? The bathtub fills with blood mm-hmm. rather than water. Right. And we get more of this as well. Like, she jumps out of the bath runs outside blood like gushes underneath the door 
which does look kind of cool and you get an, an extra like there's not more shots it's just longer on those shots you come back to that shot for some more and you in the uncut and as she runs downstairs to get help again as again as if she hasn't learned that right no every time you say this it's not real yeah but it's just, like there's no reason as to why all of a sudden this stuff is happening because they're leading you to believe that, that it's hinged on her losing her virginity but that's not what it's going to end up being what it's about so is it no. like is it her birthday is it the anniversary but they don't also capitalize on that so it's just like because prior to this, if she'd been having these dreams this sequentially, like her mother absolutely would have jumped in at some point and taken her to a therapist, had her committed, right. like something. So we're meant to believe that these have all started just because of the slumber party. Yeah, and if they, to be clear, if they followed through on this stuff and they kept with it being in her head and there was some psychological thing and then like he does come through, from, I don't know, whatever. If they followed through on some sort of message, it's still terrible. Oh, yeah. Right. But it's not going to like even be able to do that it's just gonna go yeah they should have had it to where it was like her and matt do go all the way and then after that point is when this guy becomes real so even if it doesn't make sense there's at least correlation at least has something like we're grasping at some sort of fact well this is when matt turns up she runs down into his arms doesn't seem remotely surprised to see him no not at all and then she tells him that Bobby is dead because, oh, yeah, sorry. She just, Bobby had a big old zit and her face explodes, basically. Yes. <laughs> right. Which is Again, also just in the so only other bit of horror. Oh, All yeah. the horrors in these two scenes. This is like a very 80s, ugly, I don't like this stuff. Yeah. Just pus like going everywhere. Ugh, so gross. Well, then you must have loved Hellraiser. <laughs> well, that's different. And there's something about this kind of just like, oh. I mean, Hellraiser is a different type of ugly, for sure. That's true. <laughs> but yeah. Everyone thinks Courtney's crazy, which I think is understandable. Yeah. But Bobby has disappeared. So like, oh shit, what are we going to do? Mr. Lowe's me like, I'm going to call the cops. Because again, he's a good old boy. And then they just hear this trash compactor crunching. So Courtney just blacks out (laughs) in fear. (laughs) Yep. And then she wakes up to a cop there. Guess what? They didn't open it. They just thought it'd wait. (laughs) Yeah. Insane. Let's wait till the cop comes. Check it out. Yeah, they, they, they just wait for this cop to come. And then the cop, which, if you didn't notice, one's called Kruger, and the yep. other one's called Voorhees. Yes. Yep. So, yeah. You know, I hate nice, this. Nice, <laughs> nice nods. And right. then Barbie just turns up, and we do actually have the only line that I laughed at in film, where Doofus Arsehole's just like, go away, you're supposed to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then just more men looking directly into camera as Kruger tells them off. Right. Well, and, like, their explanation for this... Is like, I think your sweetheart has had too many diet pills. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what his 80s put down. Oh, my God. It's like, if you jerk my chain in my town. Right. <laughs> You're a cop. You fucking do yep. your job, man. Yeah, which obviously is setting up the fact that the cops aren't going to trust them later. That's the only reason right. we have this furry force scene. And then I suddenly wrote down, because I suddenly wrote I mean, there's still no kills in this movie. We're 55 minutes in. Yep. Yep. To a 76 minute feature. Yes. Again, I like this movie. (laughs) (laughs) There have been no real dance numbers either, though, yet. (laughs) A couple of performances from the band. I mean, listen, they had their like, we are the bangles moment already. It was ridiculous. I'm into it. And they all stripped essentially, so. So, Lowe's brought Courtney a birthday cake. 
We're hanging out and then they talk about the killer. This is the most insulting reference in this entire film. You goddamn dare to bring 16 candles into this right yep. now? Shame yep. on you. Shame on you. That is, that is a purposeful thing. Yes. Oh, yes. 100% Short I think Short of playing the theme music, they do everything else. Yes. Which yeah, it was only th- three uh, three years before, so that would have been fresh in people's like would have yeah. hit VHS maybe a year before this. It would have been fresh in people's shame brains. on you. Yeah, and then they're talking about the killer, and he's like, "Yeah, he's dead, innie." And then they just get kissy kissy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> makes, makes sense. So weird. So weird. He says innie, and then the others who've all gone out to eat, they come home loudly and start beginning to play instruments, and but you can't hear it in the bed that they're getting kissy kissy too because no. you know it's just downstairs. So no. right. It's a it's a and condo. Then, it's very fancy. Yeah. It's a special, you know, dual layer condo yeah. called a house. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's going to tell Matt, hang on, I've never had sex before. When Rockabilly yes. just drills straight through Matt's chest with the end yes. of his guitar. Yes. I mean, decent effect here. It actually yeah. looks pretty. You got to give credit where credit's due. Like he does a pretty good scream. You get to see the drill going straight for his chest. It's quite nasty. Sad because now it means eye candy's gone. I know. That is the most upsetting part. But Rockabilly Greaser is here. Different eye candy. (laughs) He now appeared. So, yeah, I guess the correlation is once she's gonna have sex. I don't know. I mean, they haven't actually done it. I don't know. She doesn't need to actually do it. Just thinking about it is enough. (laughs) That's enough, women. Don't forget. Right? <laughs> Live in fear. Mm-hmm. Of rock impure and roll. thoughts. Impure thoughts. Impure thoughts. <laughs> so she just comes downstairs screaming, and then the driller killer just turns up. I'm, in all honesty, it was a big shock to me. I was like, what? Yeah. He just when he comes down the, the stairs, corner. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was waiting for her to be the only one who could see him. And then when everyone else reacts, I was like, oh, oh, so he's real now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they realize in the last 10 minutes they have to make a slasher yes. movie. Yeah, 100%. Well, and they kind of like Boy Who Cried Wolf dust this whole film, right? So like as yeah. Katie was saying, you're like, wait, should I believe that this is actually happening? <laughs> what is going yeah. on? <laughs> oh, man. Now, no explanation to serious. None of the arseholes just like, hey, back off, punk. <laughs> right. <laughs> starts trying to fight him. <laughs> It's so good. It's so good. And then it all kicks off. Yeah. Which I just wrote down. What is going on? I have shit just really hit the fan in this movie. <laughs> I mean, nothing makes sense now. They all no. run. Barbie's just left there. So she just screams and stands still as he right. drills straight through. <laughs> that is the appropriate reaction. Yes. Yeah, uh, we got Auburn Lady and her asshole boyfriend just running down the road, but not trying to go into any houses, yeah. not trying to, like, wake anyone up. They're like, let's look for the one with the lights still on, because we don't want to disturb anyone. Right. <laughs> don't want to wake anybody up. <laughs> Which is really code for the filmmakers didn't have permission. And they're like, let's keep it down, because people might be upset yeah, yeah. with shooting. The one couple are outside with Courtney. And then they go, oh, shit, his car keys are inside the house, so they got to go get them. So they head back inside... Good moment where we could have some tension. But no. Mm-hmm. Finds Barbie's body, gets the key, gets to the car, off they go. <laughs> yep. Nothing. But hey, rock and roll killer, he's in the back with yeah. a carnation. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he just got a fucking carnation just for no reason. Kills a driver. 
car careens off the road. The two girls just start running back to the house yep. for yes. zero fucking reason. Yeah, right. Other than they have nowhere else to exactly yep. they're like well we could either run along the side of the road for help or we could go back to the house that is the only suitable place for us to film in <laughs> i mean you shoot this nowadays and it's like fine digital's cheap this was shot of 35 millimeter yeah. right. like this is unacceptable <laughs> yeah what happens so yeah like me orban's with her wounded asshole boyfriend and she's a fucking champion she drags him around yeah she does He's dead weight. Which, fuck Let him, him go. Yeah. He is. He's, He's the worst bait. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she drags him to a house with lights. And she has a good old scream. As a driller killer comes straight for him. Kills her doofus boyfriend. No extra gore in these scenes whatsoever. And then the guy who owns the house just looks outside and says, Oh, damn kids. Damn right. kids. <laughs> damn kids. And this is Mr. Damn Kids from the credits. It is. Meanwhile, Courtney and a friend called the cops, but guess what? They don't believe them because earlier on. Oh, no. Told me once. I'm not coming back. <laughs> so in the uncut version, there's a really weird bit of her where she seems to change. She seems to do that bit. All good final girls have to do with her. Like, I'm going to go from meek to confident. And she turns and pretty much to the camera says, you killed Valerie, but you're not going to get me. Interesting. Which was like, I don't, he, he didn't kill Valerie. Right. Well, that's what I'm like, did, are we, what? <laughs> but as <laughs> we're going to maybe it. find at the end, <laughs> right? it's potentially that they are trying to tell us that he killed Valerie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But we she seems know, to just know it. I know. Well, maybe that's why they cut this is because they were like, oh, that's our, that's our secret ending. We can't tell. She should know. And also she looks so confident. Like, oh, cool. This is going to be a change for the rest of the film. Nope. Nope. Auburn girl's still running outside. She gets back to the house because, again, they all just gravity brings you back to this yes. fucking one location. And then she starts freaking out. She finds all the dead bodies. And then the killer looks directly at us, breaks the fourth wall. Now, we can argue with all the other ones. Are they looking at the camera? They're not meant to be breaking a fourth wall before. They just are kind of looking at the camera. He looks at yeah, us. Yeah, he does. Yes. And says, now it's time for the fun part. Yes, it is. He lights a cigarette, puts his shades on, a whole bunch of like lights just turn on, oh. and he just starts to break dance. Yes, 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 yes. This is what I've been waiting for the whole time. <laughs> that is literally the note I wrote down. Because you know, with this killer, with this ridiculous movie, it's like somewhere, somewhere, there's gonna be some like musical dance break somewhere it's happening somewhere he's gonna do his best elvis impression <laughs> and here I mean, you can't argue with it he's worth is. six billion a <laughs> hundred per- oh my god i'm here for it it's this is it this is the moment we've all been waiting for it almost made me just sad that ali wasn't here to watch this one because i think this is the closest that we're gonna get to her musical horror film sasha yeah mm-hmm. yeah which is a well, shame. No, we watched a musical Stage Fright. Stage Fright, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, but Stage Fright did not reach these levels. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. When you when you said reach, <laughs> right? That's true. That it fall to. That's true. Yes. These levels. There we go. <laughs> they had a pretty uh, intense uh, metal killer as well. Yeah, yeah that's true. Life, that's true. 
Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, true. but this is this is something else. I mean, Shannon's writing down notes thing. like this is what I'm here for. I'm writing down notes in capitals. What the fuck is yeah. happening? That's because yeah. a long like I had already given up on there being any narrative structure in this film or looking for any like like this is not a film. This is no. a series of random no. shit strewn together. <laughs> yes, this is like the outtakes of a music video. Yes. There's not even like something that he he's doing this to. It's not even like no. something happening. He's like, oh, cool. Now we get to the fun part. Kind of trapped all in the house. It's just like no, it is inserted out of for no reason. Right. Auburn girls trying to get into the bedroom that Courtney and her friends like block themselves into. For some reason, it's taken them ten minutes to I think try and move the chest of drawers. They just like the to door. move it back and forth in front of right. the door. They don't actually well, know to pull it toward them away from. Right. The door. And then eventually, they just decide, "Fuck it, let's not bother." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is another callback to the first, right? Because yeah. they do this in the first. Yeah. And then it's just less successful than the first. Even. I mean. The first one looks like a masterpiece now. Oh, yeah. Right? It really, yes. Yep. Yeah, and then they just sit there as he drills straight through their friend. Just, yep. you know, why, yep. why bother do anything? Um, and then he drills down the door, so they jump out of windows or the windows or on the roof. And I'm kind of impressed by this. I saw, I saw, yeah. Yeah, it is. Well, I saw, like, in the making of, like, photo, like images from this, and they're, like, proper crew, and they're up on the roof, and, like, proper lighting rigs and shit. And you're like, wow. They tried to actually make this like a movie for some bits of this. But yet it um, turned out so not like a movie. <laughs> yeah, and yet it still felt cheap as fuck when they run around this roof and he's just magically on a higher part of the roof playing a solo. Yeah. Yes. It's listen, question nothing. <laughs> they get to the street, he's there as well. Yep. And then he just starts saying things like, I can't get no satisfaction yes he's just like taking out random rock and roll lyrics so that if anything we can know that he's a rock and roll killer that he's a rock like what the fuck is happening and then they just start running as the song starts and he just starts dancing after them yes it is fantastic he's got moves so, I mean, it's so dark as well. I'm kind of just impressed you could see, we can see anything. Because right. he's just like, they just leave the camera somewhere rolling and they just like, yeah, do what you want, man. Just mm-hmm. starts just tiptoeing around. And I feel like these actresses had absolutely no idea how these scenes would play out. Like, they just oh, seem to be in a all. very different movie. This all feels like, because when you're looking at the coverage, it's rarely them with him in the same shot. Yeah. It's them with the drill or them on their own and then shots of him. I don't know if they knew what was going to be happening because they're just in a slasher movie yeah a bad one and then you cut to this and it's like someone shot other bits you know and then like intercut them (laughs) to what they're reacting to and it's completely different i mean i'd love to know how this all came together because i feel like to your point that they're like putting things together and like you know this really isn't working as a slasher film but all the like cool moves he's doing like that's really interesting and fun let's amp that up let's amp that up let's amp that up and they just hey tonus what you doing this weekend nothing right exactly he's like i'm sitting around i got nothing to do i'm worth six billion dollars yeah you want me to come and film some like cut scenes great (laughs) oh amazing Uh, he chases them to a house that's still under construction and we get this weird scene where the music just cuts out and then it comes back in again. And then it looks like Courtney's friend goes out onto a ledge. 
but then it acts yeah. as if she didn't mean to and then right. Courtney drops her. I don't right. understand. It's so weird. No. I don't Any know. of this. No. I don't know. And then he just turns up and starts acapella. 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 <laughs> How do you say that word? Acapella ring? Something. He does. Yeah. How, what's the plural? What's the... I mean, he's just singing a, a cappella without. Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there a. Uh, I don't know uh, that there's my, an acapella ing. He is singing a cappella. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, you contemplate that for a while. <laughs> my cold medicine in this movie have melted my brain. Right. And then eventually she begins to laugh like a fucking maniac out of, again, nowhere. Nowhere. And just burns him. Yep. In the uncut version, we get a few more shots of him on fire. That's about it. I wrote down here, that is it. The worst. (laughs) Well, but he also, before all this, he says, he does the like, well, she broke my heart and made me cry. So don't you know, she had to die. And what am I supposed to to believe then did valerie break his heart did stop, courtney stop, break just his stop heart? trying shannon just don't. i know you're gonna it's gonna be so much easier if you just don't even yep yep but you're right i mean i didn't really see it but like i think there are a lot of callbacks to the first film yeah, yeah. which is distressing it makes it even more upsetting in yeah. a way yeah because then we're just in the next morning the medics are taking away her friend she pulls back the sheets and she's still alive but then she wakes up and she's actually in bed with matt and then she gets kissy kiss with him. And then he turns into the fucking rockabilly and just does say the line from the first film says that I love you, but not as creepily. Yeah. yeah. And then we zoom into and out of her mouth, one of my least favorite shots oh, that God. film can do as she's screaming. And now she's in the insane asylum. And it's weird. I mean, it's kind of cool warp perspective room, I guess. Yeah. And there's just a drill coming through the foreground of the floor. And then it ends. <laughs> Yep. To my exclamation of what? <laughs> yep. They yep. they're like, it was all a dream. No wait, she's the crazy person. Nothing is real. <laughs> she had it all in her head. She's in the insane asylum. Right. <sighs> all right. And a classic was born. Quote from the writer director. It's purposely open to interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, truer words have never been spoken (laughs) (laughs) because it is purposefully open to interpretation. That is the like, so we didn't have a story. We just had like random things we thought would be cool if they happened and we filmed them and then decided to edit them together. And now we're saying it's up to you to figure it out. Can you imagine now if we did a bit like we've got we could get together a couple hundred thousand go make a movie oh yeah yeah like, you know, like we can make a movie better than this for a couple hundred thousand Ew. pretty sure yes I can make 1. a movie better than this million for ten thousand in the box office one point three million dollars oh, like God. think of what you know they then got on VHS we could be millionaires yeah. if we were around in the fucking eighties yeah yeah it's ridiculous. I mean, she did say that it's really weird. She then goes through like some people like to think it was all in her head, and she was in a mental institution. Some people she went through this, and then it broke her. It's like I'm more of a fan of the latter. Whenever a director says that, it means no. That's what it is. Yeah. If a director writer says like, yeah, there's different ways you can read this. I'm more of a fan of this. Like, well, you fucking wrote it. Yeah. So if that's what you're saying, you prefer. 
That means that's what it is. That's now canon. <sighs> anyway, there's a punk rock band called The Ever Dead. All one word, I believe, who recorded an album entitled Slumber Party Massacre 2. People should check that out, I guess. Yeah. Like I said, we've got Officers Kruger and Voorhees. Those are little nods or insults. Mm-hmm. We have the neighbors who were renamed in this film to the Cravens. Yeah, that's I noticed that too. Before. I was like, yeah. I, and that's what I was like, wait, were they always the Cravens? I'm not, huh? No, no. Was it, it wasn't the same actor who played the mother, was it? Or was it? I don't think mm-hmm. so, but I'm no, not sure. No, because I thought the mom in the first one was blonde. Okay. Well, and the mom in the mom in the first one was not Valerie and Courtney's mom. Right. We never see That's their well. that mom yeah. because she they had, are out of town. Yeah, we only see she was the, the one that was like, mom. "Be careful, honey! There's a murderer running around." But I'm just right. gonna leave you alone by Hang yourself. On, that's not the one to leave at the beginning on isn't that's not her mom and dad. No, no that's, not that's Courtney's mom. Courtney's and Valerie's that's mom. The that's other our oh yeah, of course, final of course, girl. Yeah. of course, it's a different family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Then we got Sally Burns's character. She was named this because of Marilyn Burns, who played Sally hardest in. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So they said the first name from the character name and the last name from the actor's name to create Sally Burns. They put more effort into this shit than they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it's I, like um, it's making me mad, honestly, that they put this much thought into this heap of garbage. Well, here's something else that somebody put thought into. Uh, Heidi Kozak, the old uh, drummer Barbie mm-hmm. girl, began to notice that her cut-off jean shorts were getting shorter every single day. Oh, my God. There's a bit where you notice her bending over to, like, run the bath or whatever. No, no, to stop the bath from running. And you're mm-hmm. like, holy shit. She's like, her butt is hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a short point where she suddenly realized, like, hang on, what the hell is happening? And she found out that the costumer, who was a woman, I believe, from everything I, I looked into, was having a joke by pulling threads, like, literally pulling the threads out, not even cutting it, every single night. After they finish shooting, she'll pull the threads out to make the shorts shorter and shorter. That is day. creepy. That is insane. <laughs> yep. Ew. Oh, man. The 80s. Can you, uh, what a yeah. time. What a time. <laughs> At one point, they were considering having Patrick Lowe play the killer as well as the boyfriend, which definitely, mm-hmm. I think, tells you some of their intentions. Right. Trying, trying to right. talk about, but failing. And the writer-director found the guitar, and I can't find what it went for, but she ended up selling it on eBay because it was just collecting dust. Oh, my God. They had three of these, I think, but, like, the main one that worked. They had one that actually, you know, would turn and all this stuff. Yeah, she sold it on eBay because she just needed some money, and, and so why it was just collecting dust. But if you do want one, Shannon, go oh, to yes. no, notsucky.com. Yes. And they custom make these guitars for yes. $800. For how much? $800. It's worth it. <laughs> worth it not sucky.com i am looking it up right now i'm putting my order in i mean it's pretty intense <laughs> i was like you kidding me this is that's how much people like this movie that's crazy that is crazy but did we like this movie holy shit there it is it is literally called slumber party massacre guitar yeah <laughs> it's pretty crazy isn't it it is oh my god it's so good halloween outfit sorted Yes, it's so good. Yeah, let's just go as different characters from the Slumber Party universe. Right. For this Halloween. Yep. I'll go as short shorts. Yeah. Okay. I'm 100% going as the rockabilly killer. (laughs) So, Katie, how did you feel? Because I can't tell about Slumber Party Massacre 2. It's insulting. I don't even want to talk about this movie. (laughs) I did not like this. I don't like it at all. All right. You said everything you need to say? Yes. 
I don't enjoy All this. Right. Poor Katie looks genuinely broken. Yeah. Uh, Shannon. I like that the bad movies break Katie and the scary I, movies break it is, me. It <laughs> makes me really mad because I am about character development and I'm about story and I'm about everything that this film is not about. And it made me, it's just, yeah, it made me upset. Like the more they called back to other films, the more that they named people Kruger and Voorhees, like my blood was boiling. <laughs> it is insulting like that you put that much thought into it and then it makes it even worse like the stuff that al was saying that just makes me i was like focus on your fucking story how about that instead of like oh let's name everybody something cool from other franchises stop insulting them and make a goddamn movie how about you do that okay all right there we go uh- <laughs> <laughs> Shannon. No one has ever taken their top off just randomly in the middle of a freaking dance number at a slumber party, okay? Everybody else would stop. All of your other friends would stop and be like, what is happening? Right, Why exactly. You just take your bra off and then start whipping people with it. Yep. Why? Wait, ever, all of my friends would be like, put your bra back on. What the fuck is yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> It's like this. Again, no, okay, look, but to be clear, we've watched other movies where things like this happen, which is stupid and very much of the 80s and very much of the slasher world, and we give it a pass because we're having a good time. It's right. like if you're having a good time, there's no amount of goodwill that you're not happy to give to a movie. Right. Because you're like, I'm enjoying this, it's fun, it's stupid, and I'll give the stupid things that some of these characters are doing. But when you're not having a good time, yes, there's nowhere else to look than at all of the stupid decisions. It was like a made. strip club audition and not... A slumber party. It was mm-hmm. very weird. And for anyone listening, you know, like if the people like guys are listening and you get all excited by that, it's not exciting. No, <laughs> it's really. It's like the it's least sexy strip club you've ever been to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's only like she's got a boobs out for like ten seconds, and that's about it. And that's it. Like it's nothing. And she's sexy got tiny this. boobs, which I appreciate that she's which like great. very proud of them. However, yeah. it's a weird time to get them out, lady. It's weird. It's yeah. a weird time. Yeah, it really is. She's had a lot of champagne, to be fair. I guess money doesn't buy Shall class. I, I'll tell you that much. I feel like uh, I feel like you've got a slightly different take on this movie. When well, you want to I feel well, like I want to do what I did last time and like sign out right now because I don't even <laughs> want to listen to this. <laughs> well, let's be clear. This is not a movie. Like it's just it's not. It's not. <laughs> there is no narrative structure. It is not a story. <laughs> it is, at best, a random music video of sorts, right? So I am not judging it based on being a film in any way, shape, or form because it's just, it's not. It doesn't. <laughs> it's other than the fact that it is 75 minutes or however long it is, it is not a movie. <laughs> Like 86 minutes if you watch my fucking version. Yeah. It is just a series of absolutely ridiculous cinematic choices that once you give yourself over to the fact that, okay, great, just nothing makes sense, I do find it a lot of fun. Like, I was laughing (laughs) and just, like, there's a point where it hits peak ridiculousness and you realize oh, I'm not going to get anything out of this. I have a choice in this moment to either like hate everything and be offended because it is so arguably bad, right? Or to just be like, this is 
ridiculous and fun and I I went the ridiculous and fun route. Because again, I'm not scared at anything. Any of these movies where I'm not scared in them is... I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I am. And then you have this rockabilly greaser dancing and doing his best Elvis moves. I like, I fucking loved it. I fucking loved it for what it is. Because what it is, is nothing. You know? (laughs) (laughs) This is the weirdest review of one ever. You know, it honestly, it is the weirdest movie I've ever watched. And I think it's interesting because there's no thought put into this, right? The people who made the, I, the she wrote this film. She, I don't know that she actually wrote anything. I Like, it feels like a collection of random, I did a lot of coke and had this vision moments, right? It's the 80s. And so I'm like, this is not, it's not a movie. It's not a film. It's a collection of weird, random things that happen that somebody edited together to make it as long as a feature film (laughs) so with that context it's just silly and like we have these films where you can see like the original there's something interesting right the director is trying they're putting some effort forth whatever all these other films that i have not enjoyed as much the burning and all that sort of stuff certain there is a story there. This is what there's something they're trying to do. So I can be critical of that as a film, right? I can't be critical of this because there's nothing to be critical of because it is not a movie. It is a weird fever dream music video. And in that context, like whatever, it's ridiculous and it's fun. And that is it. <laughs> oh, Katie's face. I love it. I know. Um, Katie <laughs> is so upset with me. <laughs> No, I completely agree with whatever you're saying. I just didn't find it enjoyable. Like, even at that level, I did not find it enjoyable. Like, I find there's some guy that dances with a ridiculous guitar and goes like, yeah, rock and roll, like, every now and then. But that's all you have. (laughs) That's uh, You're clutching onto, like, two scenes to get you through this whole fucking Frankenstein of a monster. It is is utter ridiculousness. It is. It's insane. Yeah, and I'm going to come down, not in the middle, but like, this is awful. Like, clearly this is awful. Like, everyone's saying, like, there's no talent here. There's possibly no script here. The acting's terrible. There are two scenes of okay effects. Like, they did do proper casts over the face and stuff. It is it scene. I don't like it, but it's all right. And the, the drill through the chest is all right as well. And they had a template to go through from from the first film, which I didn't really appreciate, but you're absolutely right. Like they were using that template and somehow fucked mm-hmm. even that up, which is yeah. mind boggling. So yeah, and if you're gonna go just ridiculous and crazy with the rockability thing, then go for that completely. And yeah, my problem with this movie is they don't even do that right. Like it, he's not here enough at all. He's here for like tiny little moments, really in those last sort of 10, 15 minutes. And we needed that to be the movie. We needed it all to be then a big satire and slasher movies and have this rockabilly killer throughout. Because this isn't it. This is not it. And yeah, if you do want to see something like this in Stage Fright, the remake is kind of closer, weirdly, to what this is, I think, trying to do. It really makes me pine. Like, I'll be honest, there was points when I was like looking up notes and watching making obs for this. And I was just like, what a... Should we just stop doing this podcast? Like, <laughs> just honestly, entirely. This is it. We're just like, I'm broken. 
this this is how we're wasting our lives um and i will admit i get a lot more fun if i had sat there in a room with you guys to watch this i'd be having a better time yeah it's watching this stuff on your own is hard and i was really missing terror train i was missing the burning i was missing the prowler i was missing yeah, the original slumber party massacre curtains yeah fucking phenomena for sure for me like these interesting i'll like, take initiation you know, any day over this yeah <laughs> like, and you know last week we had chopping mall which is like that's a bad movie but that's a fun bad movie this is not a fun bad movie this is just shannon had just, a great time i watched I it with shannon a this great is an time. Great time. disagree this is an affront and i really hate it um, <laughs> And I'm sorry for everybody who went and watched it. If you love this movie, then please let us know. I mean, without irony. But I don't think you can. I think even if you love this movie, it's impossible to love this movie without irony. If you no. do love this movie with, without irony, you need to look in the mirror and ask yourself some questions. <laughs> some very hard questions. Yeah. Well, that's my question then, Shannon, before we talk yeah. about next week and get the hell out of here. Would you want to see the closing part in this trilogy? Would you want to see Slumber Party Massacre 3? I mean, it depends. Is Rockabilly Guy in it? No. Then no. I have no interest. <laughs> Absolutely not. Where is, where is so Katie's really, you like the last interested? 20 minutes of this film. Yes. This I like the odd. last... Uh, yes, 100%. I, I like the last 20 minutes. Everything that was teasing with Rockabilly Guy earlier, like anything with the Rockabilly Guy in it, I was in too and just random and made no sense but I was like great I like him it's honest <laughs> you have a fan yeah 100% again, like, if that had been the whole movie then sure yeah but that's not how it went yeah I was also here for like their bad bangles band I thought that was fun <laughs> and ridiculous and they're like 80s looks yeah there was some good 80s hair she had like some double bangs. 80s hair. My sister that pink had swimsuit she has at the pool. Yeah, that's like got a that's weird good. cutout. It's great. It's pretty good. Well, next week we do have an actor who was in actually the Slumber Party Massacre three, but we'll talk Ooh. about that in Ooh. a moment. Ooh. Katie just doesn't look happy now. But yeah, before you do that again, do subscribe to us and rate us. I've gotten it's so used to now saying it in the incorrect English of subscribe to us. That right. I'm, just now do it every time whatever there you go i'm mr al white on everything as well as xbox playing a whole bunch of that apex season four and friday 13th as always please do feel free to to add me come in and play some and then video games or just talk to me on twitter talk to me on instagram what about you guys shannon where can people send you their their rockabilly pictures yes i am shannon hollander on instagram or my fave shannon on twitter and you know if you want like send me messages on instagram send me money so that i can buy this amazing guitar it's 800 dollars. let's start a fund right now because i think i need it in my life i don't play guitar but it is amazing so yeah that's it let's connect buy me a guitar <laughs> what, are they, what are they getting for this <laughs> absolutely nothing you're gonna, sing, you're gonna sing them a song I will dress up go. as this person, as this character for Halloween, maybe for uh, multiple occasions, right? I'll go on Cameo and you can buy <laughs> me sending you a happy birthday message as this character if oh, you shit. find my guitar. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Katie. I'm my dearest Watson on Instagram and at Watson Dearest on Twitter. 
So guys, we've got two films left. That's it. And then we're done with this very weird series, which is all over the fucking map. As we are crawling to the end of the 80s. There's definitely a change, right? Beginning of the 80s, there was a little... I mean, there were some very big things wrong with the beginning of the 80s, shall we say. But there was a little bit more of an innocence you could tell you coming out of the 70s with certain things. Now we can feel like some of the business coming in, some of that cocaine coming in. Oh, yeah. 100%. feels very different we're gonna be dealing with a film called hide and go shriek god i like it i like it yeah great title i'm not gonna profess that we're getting back to um borderline classics like the prowler the burning curtain stuff like that this is still a pretty unknown slash movie it's not got a big budget or anything like that i hope if memory serves correctly it's better made than slum party massacre too (laughs) I've only seen it once. I do remember enjoying it. I will say we're going to be getting back once again to furniture department stores. Yeah, we're going back to the mall again. Yeah, I can guarantee Let's there's go going to be to a f- fair amount of nudity. Yeah, uh, it's directed by someone called Skip Schoolnick. Yes, oh, it is. Well, I know what kind of nudity we're getting from you, Skip. Yes, you do. This is just how I want to leave it. This person. Only directed one film, which was this. Great. <laughs> After that, did direct some TV and also was a producer on a whole bunch of things, including one of the producers and directors. Well, actually, it was an associate producer on The Walking Dead. Great. Did a bit of Sons of Anarchy. Great. And Shannon did a whole bunch of Angel. I know! I'm looking him up right now. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> With that, we'll be back next Friday. We're out, geeks. Geeks. <laughs> <laughs>